<laughs> Welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast, where we look to empower and encourage real conversation amongst men everywhere by unpacking topics on self-help, philosophy, and business. G'day, everybody. Welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast. Um, my name is Conrad Francis, and I'm joined at the table by Travis Hado. Hey, hey. Matt J. Magic Hannum. Or Magic Matt J. Hannum. Probably sounds better that way. Hi. Good day. Justin J.B. Bourne. Good day, sir. How are we, gentlemen? Great. Sensational. Sensational. Good that I'm in your proximity, Conrad. Mm, I really enjoy mm. being in your proximity, Conrad. Your energy proxy. Oh, that's un, that doesn't need to... Oh. Oh, stumped for words. Are you blushing? Usually, <laughs> 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 I get belted. You get belted like a little. I won't say it. <laughs> um, we're drinking today a Lost Lane from Australia, 2016, Ooh. Cab Merlot. Not a bad drop. Whereabouts in Australia? I don't know. <laughs> James, James the full flavour of the Cabernet Sauvignon is complemented by the richness of the Merlot. By Long Valley in New South Wales. The nose exhibits fresh berries, funny that, underlined by subtle oak. The palate is long and rich. With a flavoursome finish. Enjoy. I will. I will once you pour it. <laughs> once I get it in my hand. <laughs> oh, I probably should have poured it first. Uh, it's okay. We This is a bit of theatrics for the viewers in the armchairs that they've got. Sorry, I just dribbled yours here. Trev. I did notice that. Thank you. It would be cool to see right. people are sitting in their you armchairs. Can <laughs> you can have the dribble. Give me the dribble. <laughs> Cheers. 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 I can smell it already. Yeah. Very good. You can taste the Merlot. I've got a quote for you. Oh, it's a bit sweet. Got a quote for you. The day came when the risk to remain tied in a bud was more painful than the risk to the risk it took to blossom by a name in. How does that uh, how does that resonate with you guys? The day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. Yeah. Profound. The topic I want to talk about is how well do you know yourself and um, are you ready to find out? Um, I mean, obviously this podcast is and video YouTube thing now is... is <laughs> it's a vodcast. It's a vodcast, not even a vlog. Vodcast. It's a vodcast. Oh. We should be drinking vodka. But that was good. Those that have listened to a few of these episodes would know that um, obviously we we do um, champion the cause of personal development um, and experience, experience the journey I've had over the last few years and the ones that you guys have recently been on over the last probably twelve months more so um, specifically. Uh, I guess or what I wanted to try and unpack is the value behind some of the exercises that you've adopted um, and. And, and get it down to a point of the value behind some of the exercises you've adopted and why. Um, clearly, uh, it's not about me um, because people are bored hearing about my shit. Um, because what I realised was that it was you're not bored knowing yourself. So the, the, the job or the task to actually get to know yourself is one that you make uh, as a choice. Okay, Because you, you generally want to experience more from life or you want to add more value to those around you. And you want to be a better version of yourself in, in all facets. So it's a definite choice. Um, 
you don't get to know yourself simply by growing up and by experience. I'm 48 years of age and um, just by getting to 48 without making the choice to, to unpack the stuff inside me, I, I wouldn't have got to know myself. I know there's a lot of people older than me and around my age that I don't, that can't, can't claim to know themselves well. Again, through choice. So knowing yourself is a conscious effort um, and you do it with intention and purpose. But around the table, I'm 48. Trav, you're... 30. JB? 30. 38. Adam, 38. I mean, I guess you guys have all gone on, on, on the self-discovery journey at different stages in your life. Uh, Trav, I know I've known you since you were, what, 17, 18 years of age? Yeah, 18. 18. So, you know, I know that you started fairly early in that desire to unpack a few things and... And maybe that came about through uh, tra tragic circumstances in some areas, but um, I guess what what have you valued over the last twelve months? Um, and let's let's get to the point where you know we're getting on the same page, and so people can understand the languaging that we're talking about all the time because we talk about in results, we talk about vision setting, we talk about all this stuff. But you know, where has it come from, and where is it at with you guys at the moment? In, in to answer that, Conrad, my, my journey into personal development and understanding myself really didn't happen until my mid-20s when I went through some, some, I guess, significant health concerns, which actually I think there was definitely – it definitely presented physically, but it actually um, – I, I then came to realise that there was a lot of mental um, challenges that were, were there. So I started – and I, I started by getting sick, just a bit of a bit of a cold like any other time, and all of a sudden that was a few weeks, and I, I continued to basically be unwell for you know, eight or nine weeks, and I was really struggling. I was at a new job, and as a mid twenties male who had worked all sorts of hours, doing done all sorts of things, been very um, felt very strong and capable and confident. All of a sudden, I I had a real um, I guess my, the confidence in my body had taken and my body and my mindset and everything had taken a real big hit and it took me a good couple of years to work through this process. It sounds easy and I can talk through it very quickly now, but at that point, that was my whole life. Like the, the, stress, I, the stress I felt every day, the, um, the, the physical ailments, the, the, the position I'd managed to find myself after feeling like I was invincible um, was incredible and that's where my journey started. And that's... Um, 13 to 14 years ago now um at that point i i picked up my first book on personal development um no one around me knew what, what the was fuck it? i was talking about I, I, don't, I don't know i was just trying to trying to figure that out but i actually think it was probably more likely that i found a few blogs and things and i went through that sort of process rather than books but what i knew is at the time and with the energy that i had my mental energy, I really struggled. I really struggled to even consume a lot of it because it was, it was, it was a bit of a head fuck, frankly. And I was, I was literally in such a point of fatigue that I, I felt good about my day if I'd got through whatever work I'd had to do and I would, and sometimes that might not have been even going to work and I'd taken my dog for a walk, for a lap around the park. And I, that was, at that point, I felt like I'd had a good day. And that was being 25-year-old who up until that point was doing all sorts of things and playing all sorts of sport and doing everything. I'd, I'd got myself into that, that point. It, it, and it's been an insatiable, I guess, thirst for more information, more discovery, self-improvement since that day. Uh, and, and what I've learnt 
along the process, I mean, you can't you can't put into words in a minute or two. I mean, there's so much I've learned. There's so much I've learned from an academic perspective, but then there's so much I've learned in and about myself, my body, my mindset, my personality, how, how, how I go to stress, what causes me to go to overwhelm, what I then do um, in a, in a victim type mindset against that. And also what I do in a better mindset to, to help solve those problems. Like they, um, there's a level of awareness. Like I, I, I'm pretty aware if my heart rate is slightly elevated in the body and I don't generally know if people are aware of those types of things but I think it's me going having gone through these processes and this um this experience that have given me that awareness. JB, I mean again when did you start thinking about your personal development, you know, tangibly or tactically? Um well, well first off I'd like to acknowledge, I really love the idea that, um, you know, it's an intention and a purpose to, to really get to know yourself and it's definitely a conscious um, effort and that's become a lot more obvious to me in the last, I guess, maybe 12, 12 months um, per se. Uh, for me, um, the first one, the first book I read was Think and Grow Rich when yeah. I was about uh, 17 and then went a little bit of a binge and uh, read how, how to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, Dale Carnegie. Yeah, Dale Carnegie. That, I mean, they were like the only two books I had properly read um, throughout up until that age, even though we were forced to try to read books through school and stuff like that. I was just hated reading. and um, But those two I read. And then it kind of dappled on and off for, for many years Um uh, after that, and I've always had a bit of a, a drive and ambition to better myself. And um, you know, I've gone through periods of of life where it's more pedal to the metal, and then ease off, pedal to the metal, ease off, and and whatnot. Um, but I think in the last probably couple of years is really where I've seen the the most growth. Um, you know, through various elements of you know factors and I've definitely got to know my personality better I'm still probably got to do a lot of work on what my core values are um my body um understanding my dreams and ambitions and the source of them a lot more and questioning you know where they actually are coming from um and there's still a lot of work to be done um but what it's allowed me to do is show up every day a hell of a lot better um better for everyone around me um to 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 better contribute um to that and i'm actually really grateful i've started the whatever you want to call it self-growth self-development we've talked about this it's just it is a word whatever um i'm grateful that i've had this experience at this young of an age um was was there a particular moment like maddie was talking about um his his physical state was there a, you, know, you said you picked up thinking grow rich at um year 12 or whatever it was for, well for me um you know we grew up um you know we weren't well off um by any stretch and so for me a particular moment and i've shared this story i think in other mediums is that um what vividly stuck with me was my parents were really struggling and we had to go to the Salvos or the Red Army to pick up food because my parents couldn't afford any food um, for us. And I probably would have been only oh, nine or ten at the time. Um, 
And that experience has just been like just printed into my brain since and I can just recall a lot of the stress and anxiety that my parents and stuff went through through that period. I know they were doing the best that they could and I'm grateful for that. And I just kind of from there I believe had this kind of like, well, I don't want to ever impasse, I don't want to feel like how I felt as that 10-year-old boy in that moment and I think that's what kind of embedded me with a bit of the drive and ambition that I, that I have. So that's what I stand – as – as I continue to do work on myself, I know that's not the only moment, but um, that 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 moment for many years was the catalyst of, of going down that path. And then, you know, I think as well being quite shy. Um, the fact that that moment is still so vivid to you, um, clearly you, you do come back to that come, uh, you know, often. Yeah, um, I yeah, but I've as as I've done some more work on myself, I realise that you know there are patterns, and there have been many other similar instances. That was the one that just kind of really landed. You know what I mean? Um, and that's influenced a lot of what I've done and why I've done it. Um, but I think if you don't go down the journey, which here you know, getting to know yourself and going through that conscious effort and start the process what you realize is everything is a pattern. Yeah. And, you know, while that's all well and good, I could continue on to go and achieve to make sure that doesn't happen, but for the wrong reasons and let many other things uh, slip away. And that might come at the cost of relationships, friendships, this or that, um, blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah. Trav, um, Again, like I think I prefaced it with the fact that when I first met you, you, you were going through something very similar to what I was going through. Um, I think you lost your good friend yeah. and your cousin. Um, so we met 2008. I was 18. Um, I just lost my cousin, who was pretty much one of my best mates. Um, well, fast forward to 2011, my parents just split up, um, which wasn't rocking the world but still um had an effect on me and then one of our other best mates died um i didn't probably take personal growth seriously enough i just saw it as a i was always driven i was always driven to succeed and the more looking back on it now jb you know a similar upbringing to you probably we never got food from salvos or anything like that but we never we, i was never um, we never had a lot, so I always wanted to succeed beyond what we at, we grew up with. Um, that was always my driving force when I was younger, so that drove me for a long time. And then um, it was actually Conrad when we sat down in 2016 um, at Kalis. We'd have brekkie, and I remember I asked you to have breakfast every Thursday morning at 7 a.m. And that's actually how 7 a.m. Brekkie Club spawned. Um, you know, I started to realize that it's it wasn't about the business or you know how I was going to work and make money. It was about me personally and how I was going to grow as a person and then enable my business to grow. 
so prior to that, I probably just stumbled my way through it a lot. Um, you know, I had, I didn't really take it that seriously. You know, I was 18 and then 21 when I had major things sort of happen in my life. Um, you know, it was all kind of based around, you know, forming a better work situation for myself but yeah probably 2016 when when I really took um you know making myself uh better and understanding who I was uh more seriously um and then from then you know the effects have been profound yeah I mean it's 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 interesting to know everyone's different stages at all And, and I guess the reality for me was um understanding that's a very conscious choice to go after more uh, to get yourself, to get to know yourself, and you know the the amount of material that I've read, and I'm I'm reading some stuff at the moment on on quantum physics, and that's a whole another area. But expanding the self um, is a, is a real process. Expanding yourself, expanding your consciousness, allowing yourself to see the world differently is a real job, um, and one that doesn't get explained to you. Does it? You don't get the you don't get the keys to that. <laughs> Not at all. Um, and hearing your stories like. You know, again, similar to mine, you know, generally um, it's come to us through a hard lesson or, you know, a, tra- a, tra- a tragic or traumatic lesson. Um, but it, it needn't go that way um, because we all had the opportunity. You know, you, JJB, you were, you, you had the opportunity to, to, you know, listen, read, apply early in life, you know, probably earlier than most, if, if that's your earliest memory around that. Um, and, you know, we could have negated some of that stuff and, Certainly, if you had JB's awareness, Maddie, that you may not have had your episode in, in, when you were twenty-five years of age. Um, and I guess they're, they're they're the things that are really really interesting when it comes to evolving as a human being um, and being the best version of yourself, not only for yourself but for others around you. And I, I guess we just finished that Kobe episode, and, and you, you you'd have to argue the fact that you know the sixteen-year-old bloke that was was recruited wasn't the forty-one-year-old guy that died. And, and his, view, his view on the world is very different. Um, and I think we do, we do at times get caught up on a lot of the things in life without actually understanding the practical things that we're, we're consuming and expanding ourselves with and then taking others along on that ride of it. Because, again, where you go on that ride with your children um, and yours when, when you get there, old man, but um, <laughs> the, yeah, when you take your children, it's going to be a different place where your parents picked you up. And it should be. So, getting to know yourselves, what what tools have you used, and 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 is there anything that you would um, encourage others to use? Um, what value have you got from them? I mean, one of the big ones I know I've been using for the last in excess of ten years um, was a tool called the Enneagram, and it's a personality profiling tool, and it's one of the oldest, if not the oldest, personality profiling tool known to man, um, and. It's a tool that uh, I've used. I got given I got given a book by a friend of mine. This is how funny this is. I got made aware of the Enneagram at the time where I was going through some shit in my life. Um, and it was given to me by a person who I, I respect completely. And she, at that time, she was the mayor of a council in Melbourne. Um, and she got given the book by a taxi driver. Um, so that's how I got access to that level of knowledge. Um and when I sat back and looked at it and looked at it, I was, you know, I, I typically am an eight, um, and it's got its different wings and stuff. What, what I and how I teach it these days is that for me, it's one of the most complete tools because it shows you signs of you at stress and signs of you at growth. So at any given time in your life, you can orientate yourself 
um, you know, the, the, who we know we are. We can give ourselves the orientation away from our stress and towards our growth. It's the only tool on it that does that. And this was you know, evolved over 2,000 years ago. Can I, um, maybe before we delve, if we go down that, um, I was asked a question recently by someone just on the point of kind of consciously starting the process of self-discovery. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can, and this is for you, the host of today's episode, <laughs> but it's like how do you get started on this if there wasn't a particular like catalyst or, or, or whatever? So because one person asked me, they were like, what do you tell people, like, how do you, what's the first step? Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, but the, the first step is a really interesting phrase, okay? You know, I'm a Freemason, and, and the word step is an interesting phrase in the, in the, in the, in the, in the work of Freemasonry. Um, but what's the first step to anything is, is being inquisitive enough and open enough to, to, to ask the question and hear the answer. That was the first thing that came to mind was ask questions. Well, the content's all, like, it's always been there, but now it's just there. So for, for me, in a, in a really simplistic term, like when I started looking for this stuff, I had to go find certain websites and then, then move from there and move from there. Now in, the, in this current reality, all you have to do is stumble across one YouTube video and, and watch some of it. And you'll just keep getting fed more and more and more and more until you find your way in. I mean, it's it's incredible what's there now. I mean, you'd be chasing down the concept of a book and then maybe you, finding you've someone. You've got to be curious. You've got to be you've, inquisitive. You've got to be curious and inquisitive, and I get that. But then practically from that point, there is so many – or is it – it's such an easy leap. But it can, can keep hitting you in the face. But if you don't ask the questions or be curious, then you'll never actually go down that road of self-discovery. Yeah, you know, it's just like the salmon hitting you. Oh, yeah, look, yeah, I, I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying once you hit that, <laughs> like, you have to have that <laughs> salmon. that desire to find out more, to feel like there's more, yeah. or to understand more, to have more awareness. But once you hit that point, it's all you have to do is take one small step, and you are oh. you can you're in this uh, incredible vortex or ecosystem of information that's now out there. It's, but you've really got to, you've really got to dissolve what you believe the world at that point in time. To allow yourself to be the sponge you need to be, um, if you bring a framework to any conversation that can't be moulded or can't be challenged, you can't grow. So the, the first book, coming back to it, I've, I'd read a few bits and pieces, but the first book that I think really helped me resonate it was, um, you might know him actually, there's a mate of mine um, called Cros or Ian Crosley. Oh, he, yeah? he actually rewrote um, The Science of Getting Rich into, a, in, into plain English and about a 40-pager just because it was, you know, it's old language, and he, he rewrote it back into this um, sort of forty pages, of and that was, um, yeah, no, but it was, ju- it was just great because it, it distills. It's very different. It's very similar to um, to a lot of the other books, like even Think and Grow Rich and others, the other language and that in there. But it's a, it was a great little distilled version of um, of because there was there's a lot I of don't thinking. Think, I don't think the science of getting rich was actually forty pages though. No, it just it's like it's like um, Blinkist. Yeah, yeah, because you said Cross distilled the forty pages. Well, no, he he rewrote it in plain, in more like modern okay. English. Oh. So it was all about just a summary, just yeah. like Blinkist. Yeah, and it, anyway, but I, he, I had that, I had that version, um, and I just was able to, you know, have it like this and read yeah. it a few times and and go back to it and 
Um, but much, there's nothing new, right? Nothing new in it, but uh, just that was a that was a nice, well distilled version. Whether it's Thinking Grow Rich or Science of Getting Rich or any of those ones, they're, they're often, I think, early books that people stumble across, and for whatever reason. Well, look at the most recent one, the you know, subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yeah, you know, the bestseller. But how important has it been on your journey? I mean, again, I've referenced the Enneagram, um, and I guess we're all using it to some level. Um, how how important has that been for you guys on your on your journey of getting to know yourselves, or is there some other tool that you've used in that in that space? Well, I haven't connected with the Enneagram as much as I should have. Um, something I'm probably waiting to do, or I'm going to do. For me, uh, love language is quite profound um, because that enabled me to communicate, which was something that was really I was really bad at. So that was a framework, or you know a a system that allowed me to communicate better with people. Um, so early on that was, yeah, a book, a, a system that uh, really gave me insight knowledge into how I ticked but then also like how I could serve others better. Yeah, um, with the Enneagram I, I really enjoy the daily Ennea thought and, and I find it, I use it as a good barometer um, so if I if I feel like what's been said is like oh cool that's definitely me but you know right now I'm I'm not behaving that way yep. I'm feeling good um, and then if I if it says something to me and it's like no nah, that's me like in the middle of that I'm in that shit right now um, then I know that I've you know got to have some awareness around that it's an orientation tool right? it is a, it is a good tool and I, and I do use it often in in my journaling uh, even if I so much as Write, write the sentence back out again and say, yep, certainly me, but you know right now that's, I'm not, that's not me yeah. and, I'm, and I'm good with that and I'll just move on. And so I do, I do use it often and I really enjoy that because it's a more, I mean, it's not personal. Obviously there's, you know, we're one of a number and, and there's many of us doing it, but it's, it hits home pretty hard almost every day. Um, and so it feels like it's a direct message to you and um, I, I find that a really valuable tool. Um, I mean, I'm probably similar. Like, I haven't fully delved into the Enneagram and, like, um, and whatnot in particular, but it definitely has helped, like, as an additional framework of understanding. Like, it's really powerful to help you understand yourself. And, I mean, there's disc profiling and these type of things. And, and just continually reading books has been very helpful for me. Like, you know, going down, sto- you know, philosophy and stoicism and th- these things like that and then referencing. But when I think about it the what's enabled me to get further self-awareness um on top of some of these tools that you guys have already mentioned is the element of the mastermind which is what we kind of call our 7 a.m breakfast club and i don't think i would be where i am or have the knowledge about myself if i wasn't surrounded by the likes of like you three fellas and the others that are in that group because the I, you know, it, it, and I think we've been saying this quote a little bit in the last couple of weeks, Conrad. It's kind of like when one teaches, two learns. And I think when you share your whatever um, experience or what you're going through, two also learn or two concretize their learnings about themselves. Because as we know, we're all a reflection or mirror of anything that's going on. And so, you know, um, sharing your experience and then, and other people because you know people talk about self-awareness 
But the fact of the matter is, from my view, is that there are very few people who have very good, clear self-awareness because it's so hard to be able to see yourself fully and wholly compared to how others see it, you know, because it's perspective, right? As we've talked about, you know, there are probably 12 plus different perspectives going on right now in this situation. Plus now, you know, people listening to us and this and that. And so there's, you know, an infinite amount of perspectives of this situation and even what I'm saying in this moment. And so people can see you much clearly than when you can ever see yourself. So the power of the mastermind and being around great mentors and, and individuals has probably been one of the best tools that I'm a massive, massive advocate for and I'm very grateful for um, because if you're around toxic people and like or people who have, and you mentioned it, um, Conrad around or we all of you did around the curiosity to take the first step if you're around people who don't believe in this stuff you know you can be like oh I read R- Think and Grow Rich oh yeah you know it's fucking this and that and stupid and you know you fucking the government this and that anyway is going to fuck you over and the banks and this and that and so what are you reading that for you know and like if you got that in your ear by times four mate unless you for whatever conditioning you have it's it's you know pretty impossible expectation. Someone's got some pretty serious willpower to pull themselves through that. But that's just a level of consciousness people are at, right? Correct. So I'm just saying the proximity that you're around, you've got to be super mindful of. Um, and that continual seven like seven a.m. standing thing that we've had um, for the last now nearly two or three years, like the consistency of that has just been foundational. Like. The, um, the the piece on um, your core values, Trav, I think Love Languages talks to that quite well. Um, yeah. I don't think, um, well, I don't, I'm not of the belief that Love Languages talks to your personality more than what you value. No, I agree. Um, I guess so, it, you know, for me, values is a, is a very important thing because I think that's the lever um, to integrate your authenticity and who you are um, because that's more around your moral compass and stuff, right? Um JB, you said earlier, I'm not sure whether it was on the mic or not on the mic, but uh, you're still working through your value set. But I, I would suggest that your values are very evident, particularly in the business you have, um, because of who you are in that business. Um, Maddie, I mean, how, how are you with your values? How am I with my values? Yeah, are you, are you, are you integrated? Are you, are you completely satisfied? Do you, do you get conflicted? I don't really get conflicted with my values. Um too much, I don't think. Um, I think more to the point, you know, a couple of conversations we've had today is more around time and that's probably one place where I um, I know what, how where my value set sits really strong and then it's just understanding how to um, prioritise um, different you know, aspects of my values. But um, no, I, I'm, I, I think I'm pretty confident on what I believe sort of my moral compass and approach is and I'm, I'm able to stick pretty firm and, and, and very confident that I know where I stand in a situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I struggle from time to time. I mean, I say struggle. I mean, the the issue around values for me um, is always around being judged. Um, you know, I know who I am and I know what I love. You know, whenever I get whenever I get into a moving vehicle, I make the sign of the cross because that's, you know, my guiding light and how I protect myself. 
even when I get into a plane. But I do, I'm very conscious when I'm in a plane how people perceive that. Mm. Um, yet it's one of my highest values. So, you know, even I struggle with that from time to time. Um, Trav? I feel like because it's your foundation, I understand that, you know, I want to treat everyone with respect. Um, I want to, you know, leave every instance with a person in a positive way. You know, like they're, they're the things that kind of, I guess, guide me on a daily basis on how I act and who I am in a scenario. Um, you know, they definitely change as you get older and things happen. And But, um, you know, I think... It, that's half the journey is is of actually you know understanding how they're changing and you know how they're developing for you as you get older and you know now have a family like how do my values change in that instance and it's um yeah it's i think it's an ever ever growing sort of um you know thing it's not just like this is it and i want to work to that you know it's sort of just tapping into it and you know like who do i actually want to be you know like am i am i yeah, living my best life. If I'm, am I doing the best I can? You know, to value, uh, to, to, um, what's the word? To show up in my values every day. Yeah, yeah and that's and that's how I use them. Yeah, cool. The um, the getting to know your body part for me was really interesting because I mean I've had to reacquaint myself with my body over the last few years. I mean I I, I let it go for a while, allowing it to dictate to me uh, what I could and couldn't do. But um, knowing that. You know, when I look at other people that have achieved amazing things in their life, the amount that they get from themselves and their bodies and the amount they, they devote to training, I, I, you know, I was fortunate enough to come across a, a bloke that was relocating WA and wanted to, wanted to pursue, you know, was patient enough training me. And I, and I love the fact that Dale and I still train together, what, three years later. Um, you know, how much time do you guys pay attention to your body and what it's telling you and whether you're calling it's bluff or, or the vice versa? <laughs> well, I think... Um you know, the, he, oh, yeah. I think it's it, to me right it, now. I can't separate the mind and body. I can't separate. Yeah, it's so powerful. Like um, I notice a huge difference in my both my performance, my attitude, and how I show up if I don't go to the gym in the morning. Um, and that's become you know super important um, lately over the last six seven months. Taken up a bit more running, and that's just been like awesome um, as well. I've been really um, enjoying that. And I think you're kidding yourself if you. Um, don't acknowledge the body um, if you want to continue to to grow and, and understand yeah, your body yeah. more um, and like your sleep and a few other things um, like I know you've got the Aurora band I got um, a whoop band yeah. recently and a few other things which like measure your sleep and your performance and stuff and because um, I think you're kidding yourself right I mean if you really want to to extract the most out of yourself if you don't if you don't understand it then how can you manage it mentor it or stretch it yeah, 100%. Like, it's... Yeah. And I told my... See, I fucking told myself a story about me not being able to train for a good 20 years. It's, that's embarrassing. Personally, I've 100% taken it for granted just because I've always had it. Because I've always been fit, healthy, athletic. You know, uh, when I don't do sport or, you know, something, you know, working out, I can feel the effects. 100%. Everyone's got some level of capacity. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's embarrassing if you, if if you if you want amazing things, not only for yourself but for those nearest and dearest to you, be it your team or your family yeah. or friends. It's well, embarrassing. There's a um, there's a program called Living Longer, Living Stronger, and it's aimed towards um, the older generations. And there's 
plenty of studies to show that um, it's not about going doing heavy weights or it's just like activity for the elderly and they um, their health effects on mm. that is profound you know in terms of mental health in terms of you know physical health in terms of everything you know their sleep patterns their eating habits increase you know and it's simply all from just going to the gym two or three times a week for one hour and lifting yeah. one kilo dumbbells and being active yeah you know and if if you don't take that as a as a you know standpoint for you know what you can do in your 20s or 30s or 40s like but I mean, no, no matter what you do mentally right i mean i honestly don't know whether you can actually hold on to any sustainable outcome without the the work on the body and even the awareness of what do you do when you go into states of which we've talked about recently like stress and overwhelm of like you know you're going to go to the booze you're going to go to caffeine or uh you know yeah you know like what how are you going to thrash the the body to, to compensate and so if you're smashing 10 coffees a day which i've i've probably been close to to doing for pretty consistently and eating sugar and stuff you just you show up like dog turd, to be frank. It's, uh, it puts a limit on top, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely have found the same thing. Like if I'm not training, like there's my limit. If I am, the limit can go higher. But like if I'm, if I'm not working out, if I'm not looking after myself and, and it goes on, you know, other things are important too, the meditation, the journaling and all that as well. But just training specifically, moving um, and but having. But it's yeah. irresponsible if you've got children, right? I mean, that's, that's the point I'm at. It's also if you're yeah, responsible it's also for anyone. really yeah. difficult, and I do and I do see a lot of parents get through the like the ten years, let's say, of the early years of their kids' lives, and then go, shit, I'm fat on this, I'm that, and then they and they'll do a big kickback, and and so that it is difficult to, um, it, it just takes extreme discipline through that period. Like you know, I'm I'm still in in that phase that I'll regularly be woke woken up during the night and those things and it, it messes with your sleep. I'm, I'm at the moment I'm wearing a Fitbit. I look at it and go, like, you, you watch what's happened in the night and you're going, that can't be that can't be the, providing me the best possible outcome but it's just where it's at. And so then you have to be even more mindful and do even more things or find other ways to, to make sure that you're keeping yourself in the best possible state you can because it, it, it definitely affects the mind and, and then it definitely affects what you're able to do during a day. 100%. I mean, I'm mindful of the time. I mean, it's something, you know, there's obviously two, two things I want to touch base on and I'm probably not going to do either of these very very much justice, but I'd want to get them in. Um, getting to know your likes and dislikes and, and, and why that's important to me is because as, as, I've, become, as I've become older, um, particularly for me to accept myself um, without accepting myself in those spaces and being able to say no or yes confidently, um, other people around me can't, be the best version of themselves. That's how I've gotten to. Um, so, you know, if I don't want to do something, it's okay to say no. Not just go half-assed into something. You know, I'm either all in or I'm not. Um, and, you know, I went to uh, my cousin's kids' 21st the other day and, you know, they wanted me to be there and I had the time, so I went. But I had to leave at 10.30 because I was back up at during like coaching the next day. And they were having a crack at me as to why are you leaving. And I said, well, I got here because it was important to get here. I said, I've got to go home because it's important to get there. Um... You know, and I don't mind if people don't get that, but I get that, and it's okay with what their opinion is. How do you guys take that these days? Because you're not doing the normal things, or what's perceived to be normal. 
for me it's been a process i'm getting better it's still there's moments right i think um particularly when you're like you know your 20s and 30s there are a lot of like events and things and stuff yep. going on and so I'll admit, um, but again, it comes back to the process of learning to, uh, and I think the process of self-love, uh, well, sorry, the journey to self-love is a process um, and is a journey. <laughs> Fuck, that made zero sense. But the point is, <laughs> the journey, uh, to self-love self-love is a journey to self-love. <laughs> yeah. Um, self-love, journey, journey, self-love. Yeah, click self-love. Like, click like, like, self-love. Yeah. Key, keyword. Click like, click like. You know, it's, it's a journey to self-love and that's a process to it, I think. Um, knowing when to say no, when to say yes and uh, holding the power that's true to you. Um, but you can only be there if you know why you're showing up and what you're yeah, doing. Because okay. if, you, if you don't need to be anywhere else, well, you know, yeah, that that's part of it. And knowing what you're doing, which I guess is the other part of the dreams. Yeah. yeah, school's a great example. Um, I hate school. Yeah, but just like the the understanding of when you're not there and why, and there's certain things that are obvious, and people just generally grouping people understand, but they understand um, what a what a normal job looks like, normal job with a bit of overtime. You know, they they understand FIFO actually. They understand the fly in fly out thing, and that's okay. But um, they don't understand, like, generally, you know, like what I do. And so it's always, like, the, the questions or the, you know, are oh, you doing that or how come you're heading off there? I mean, and you just do things differently. Like, I, at this point, my time is very precious, even with a few personal things going on. And one random thing I did on the weekend was drove with my family because we were somewhere else, dropped them at a, um, at a birthday party for my son William, all of them, and I was going to drive home and then drive back and that was an hour. And I was like, I don't have that hour. I don't have mm. that time. I took an Uber back. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, I'm catching an Uber home. I've got a voucher anyway. It's going to cost me $6.80. But that I value that that hour and a half that was going to give me and be able to focus on what I had to do that afternoon so much more. But that's not generally what someone would do. And that's not the process. But it's those little things that where you just have to go at your own path and just not give a shit. Yeah. How important is it to know your dreams? <laughs> nah, not really, eh? <laughs> <laughs> nah. It's probably the biggest one for last, right? Yeah. Nah, forget that one. Forget yeah. that one. <laughs> oh, thanks for the episode. Yeah. Cheers. But, I mean, it's, it's probably the biggest, but the hardest. I think... The only thing I, the the only thing I would just like to add on dreams, I agree, it's the important is when you dream, under be willing to challenge that they're your own, and that the source and the motivation of those dreams are not coming from the wrong reasons, and they're not coming from the pressures and the influences of others. That's it. They also have to have the utmost clarity because you can manifest it, but you might manifest it slightly differently. And that might be completely fine, but if you don't completely provide that clarity, um, it's it's going to manifest in a different way. I'm good. Daydreaming is amazing, right? I do it quite often. If you can, if you can give yourself a chance to, to you know, dawdle off and have a, have a, have a daydream, it's crazy. But... Um, a lot of the things I've achieved in my 48 years on this planet um, have come from dreams. Uh, certainly anything worth having... Have a dream. Certainly anything worth having has come from a dream. 
What's your quote here, Conrad? Yeah, do you guys got quotes that you guys reflect on regularly? My Facebook quote, and I think, um, I'm not sure how long you guys have been on Facebook for, but I've been on Facebook since probably 2007. Um, and it, back in those days, it asked you for what your favourite quote was. Um, and the quote I put on there was one from Carl Jung, um, the psychiatrist. Your vision becomes clearer when you look inside your heart. Hit, um, who looks outside dreams? Who looks inside awakens? Nice. And do a Kobe one. The most important thing is to try and inspire people so that they can be great at whatever they want to do. To, uh, to give in love is to receive in love. Travis Hader. Travis Hader. Paul Chapman. Actually, I don't know where that came Paul, from. Paul, Paul Chapman. Paul Greg. Is it Greg or Paul? Greg, Greg it's Chappell. Yeah, it's Gary. <laughs> it's Gary. <laughs> Gary Chappell. Um, I pulled out an Enneagram quote, and I'm not going to raise it because it means something to me, but you know what? At the top of this um, and where we started this episode, um, you provided a great quote, and I think it's a, it's a good one to wrap it up. The day came with the risk to remain tight in a bud. Sorry. The day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. And I, um, you know, for me... And all our growth came from spaces where that was what we faced. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's where yeah. I wanted to try and get to when I first started the, um, you know, discussing where, I, where it came from. It, it was that. I, I, we talked about physical, or many of us talked about physical distress or, or whatever that looked like, and it came from a point where it just it manifested. Too, yeah, yeah. It was just one side. It was just was so painful that it was time to invest in change. Thanks, gentlemen. Thanks for being open. Um, I thought I'd see some tears today, but I didn't get any. <laughs> too, many, too many masculine people turned up. I don't know why you'd expect tears. Not in that. Oh, well, I nearly cried. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> thanks, thanks for dialing <laughs> in. Right. Cheers. Thanks for dialing in. See you next on time. The dial. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. See you for now. Right. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Simple Minds podcast. If you like our show and want to know more, then check out our website at simplemindspodcast.com. If you like, you can even leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share this episode with a friend. The Simple Minds podcast is also on Facebook, Insta, and for those that like to keep things formal, LinkedIn. So follow us there if you want to keep up with the latest updates from the show. See you next week.